Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. There is a ball! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Thursday, June 8th. It is two minutes past 10 o'clock on the Sick Podcast. Of course, we go weeknights, Monday to Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And today we're going to be talking about the NHL combine that took place earlier today. We had a chance to hear from Montreal Canadiens general manager Kent Hughes. And one guy who was live at that combine was Anthony Marcineau from TVA Sport. And it's going to be a pleasure for him. Uh, and a pleasure for me uh, to to do this for the very first time uh, on the Sick Podcast together. We work together at TVA Spar, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Anthony because when it comes to prospects, I mean, the work that Anthony Marcino has done this year on television has been absolutely unbelievable, uh, especially work on the uh, Matt May uh, Michkov situation. Pardon me, as uh, he touched base with an assistant coach with uh, Ska a couple of weeks ago to see if uh, Michkov could get out of that contract. Uh, he's had a chance to talk to uh, Michkov's teammates. He's had a chance to get scouting reports on Michkov. He's had a chance to get video footage of Michkov. So we're going to talk to him because uh, if there's one thing that I took out of this combine today was a couple of interesting questions from Anthony regarding Michkov and a couple of interesting answers in regards to Michkov from Kent Hughes. And we're going to tackle that. And anytime we talk prospects, there's a couple of people that we usually turn to more often than not. One of them is Grant McCagg of Recruits and Recruits.ca. And another one is this piece of work, Simo the Snake Boisvert, who is a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League consultant, or he's a scout slash consultant for Les Farards de Val d'Or. Look at him. How you doing, buddy? I'm finding yourself, Tony. Very, very well. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the big day is approaching because, of course, it's not going to be the last time we're going to do it, by the way, because uh, I'd like to talk to you maybe a couple of days or maybe even the night before the NHL draft, which will take place on Wednesday, June 28th and Thursday, June 29th, to probably get your, uh, your final rankings and to see where you stand. But, uh, Simon, I know that you've been following um, the situation and monitoring it very closely um, I, I think if you ask Montreal Canadiens fans if Matvey Michkov is available at five, would you take him? Uh, you know, maybe I should have a uh, I should have a poll question tomorrow to find out for sure. But it just seems to me that most would. 
But uh, the read that I'm getting, I don't know, and I'll discuss it with Anthony Martino as well. I, I just, I don't think the Canadians are leaning that way. Your thoughts? Look, it's it, it's very possible that uh, they have, you know, inside information that I don't have. So basically, usually when I when I give an opinion on the player, uh, I'm going to base it on my evaluation on the ice. Mm-hmm. And what I see of Michkov, to me, He's my number two guy. And if he's available at number five and you can get him to America in three years at the end of uh, his contract. Wow. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, remember Kaprizov? I knew he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah. They waited for him for five years. It was really worth it. But I know fifth overall, fifth-round pick is not the same thing. But still, I think he's worth the wait. Because anyway, any other guy that you pick, let's say you take Will Smith. It's one yeah. or two years of college anyway. Then, you know, whereas Mitchkov in 2026, he gets to the NHL, he's a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, you know, if you heard Kent Hughes today, you know, it almost sounds like he's worried about, yeah, okay, so Mitchkov will be in Russia for three years. And what if he resigns another contract in Russia after? then you're probably not going to see him. So you're talking about um, the Kaprasov situation, who obviously came over. It looked like Ken Hughes, it almost sounded like he was talking about, how about if he doesn't come over? Well, how many guys of the caliber of Michkov in the last 20 years from Russia haven't come over? To me, it seems like the best players always come over. Yeah. So why do we make a big deal out of this story that is under contract for three years and that he might not come, whereas the other ones have proven that they do come when they get out of their contract? Because the landscape has changed a little bit over the last couple of years uh, with okay, COVID, because, be, COVID, because, the because of the Putin. Yeah, but look, the, the Buffalo Sabres have signed three Russian players in the last few weeks. Yeah. Okay, so what's the problem? I know they're not stars. They're not Mishkov. But the political situation is the same, whether it's Michkov or Viktor Nuchev. Anthony Martineau will join us in just a couple of minutes. I want to say thank you to all of our sponsors who bring you the SICK podcast. Uh, and in no particular order, but thank you to all of them. Uh, how about La Bitta TV, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. They offer quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic and brought to you in part by... Playground, your premier gaming destination, open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. And brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, named by the Financial Times as one of America's fastest-growing companies in 2023, Recognized by the Globe and Mail as a top-growing Canadian company for two years in a row, they work with some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies providing end-to-end logistics services. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Snake, since the last time we talked, uh, I, I know you said that you had um, Michkov at number two on your list. I'm wondering, 
based on the World Hockey Championships, going into it, Adam Fantilli on most people's lists was number two. Do you think he stayed at number two on most people's lists or he actually dropped a little bit? And I know he's not number two on your list. No, he's number three. But uh, look, there's a chance that some teams might prefer Leo Carlson at number two. But I still think that he's number two on most lists because the guy had a fantastic season in the NCAA as a freshman. And he's almost NHL ready. He's a, he plays center. Whereas Carlson, yes, he can play center, but he mostly played wing uh, this year. So he's more of a known quantity to North American hockey, let's call it. So, uh, look, uh, I, I still think he's number two on most lists. On mine, he's number three still, just behind Mitch Goff. Let's talk about Carlson. Why do you think they played him on the wing? Like you said, you said they played him on the wing more than they played him at center. He Did likes he... to play center. Is it because he's playing against men and they think it's probably an easier transition for him to play on the wing? And, and talk That's to me about guess. that. Yeah. That's my guess. I assume that if Leo Carson had been playing major junior hockey in Canada, he would have been a centerman. Now, the, the, the only problem I have with this is that if you want this guy to be a centerman in the NHL, he has to start playing center on a more regular basis before he reaches the NHL. Because you can't take him now, bring him to the NHL next week, and necessarily start him at center. So I think if he comes to America next year and he plays in the NHL, he's probably going to play on the wing. But they're gonna pr probably going to do what Ottawa did with Tim Stutzla. Tim Stutzla started on uh, the wing at first, And then gradually, they got him to play center. And he was a pretty good centerman this year. So I kind of see the same progression probably uh, with Carson, but uh, it has to be sooner than later. It looks like we might have our guy, and Anthony Martineau is, uh, is going to make his debut on the SICK podcast, and he joins us right now. It looks like uh, he's about ready to join us. Do we have him? Anthony, comment ça va? Ça va très bien, vous autres. Ça va très, très ah, bien. Okay. All right. Have uh, you guys ever done collaborations before? Have you ever been together on the same conversation before? Nope. No. Nice nope. to meet you, Simon. Nice meeting you, Anthony. Anthony, tu l'as jamais rencontré, this piece of work over here? You never met him before? Never, no. never. Mais j'ai souvent entendu parler de lui en des termes très élogieux. Ah, uh, oui. <laughs> so I know that he's a good guy and a, 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 good, a good hockey uh, Good hockey knowledge, too, so yeah, that's good. Anthony, I'm sure he appreciates the kind words. Uh, I know you know this already because I've told you a million times, uh, but I find that the work that you're doing is absolutely exceptional. It's, it's, it's just you're, you've raised the bar, and uh, you keep demanding more from yourself. You keep getting down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, we lost them. All right, okay, we have them back. Uh, it, was, it was just a couple of weeks ago on GEC at TVA Sport that Uh, you showed an interview that you had with um, with an assistant coach from SCA. Um, if you can refresh everyone's memory, maybe not everyone saw it. Who did you talk to? What did you ask him about? And what did he say? So I talked with uh, Daniel Buckner, who is uh, assistant coach at uh, St. Petersburg SCA. 
Uh, I asked him about uh, the contract situation of uh, Madve. Uh, so, will the club can keep Madve Mishkov at the end of his contract? Um, will the club uh, develop Madve on a good way, even if he choose to go to the NHL? So, essentially, uh, Daniel t- told me some some good things like. Eska, do not keep players against their wills. Uh, Eska, make sure that the players are developed well. So they will not keep Matvey on the bench to punish him of choose the NHL. That's what Daniel said to me. But and I have no, I have no reason to to not trust him because why why he he he, he, want, he, he could want to lie to me so. No, no, you're 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 absolutely right about that. I mean, that makes total sense. So, but based on the conversation that you had with him, it just it led me to believe when he said, "Look, you know, we have contracts, and the contracts are usually respected by club and player." Absolutely. It almost sounded like he was saying, uh, "The contract will be respected. He'll be with us for three years, and then after that, if he wants to go play in the National Hockey League, we're not going to hold him back." Was that basically the interpretation that you got as well? Absolutely. And I think Matvey wants to play in the NHL the sooner he can because he wants to be with the best player. Uh, he's a good competitor. And he tell to his former teammates, Dmitry Zavgorodny at, uh, at, at Shisochi, he can't wait to make his NHL debut. He, he wants to play against the, better, uh, the best player in the world and where are the best players in the world Tony and uh, Simon in the NHL that's obvious you're right about that yes the best players in the world are definitely in the National Hockey League of course okay so um, you talked with one of the coaches you had a chance to talk to one of his teammates I believe as well who basically talked about him not only as a player but as a person what was the feedback you got Great feedback as well. Uh, Dmitry Zavgorodny essentially told me that Matvey is a hockey lover. So he's always the first guy at the rink, uh, sometimes two or three hours uh, before the practice. Uh, he, he practices skills on the ice. He practices uh, some, some special things that he try after to do in games. Uh, and in the locker room, uh, at his uh, at his debut at uh, Ashley Sochi, he was a little bit special, like between the periods when the club uh, uh, was not winning the game, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he, he can just uh, he can just make some rage, uh, rage uh, motivation speech or, or some oh, special speech. So uh, Dmitri, Dmitri told me that one day he uh, some teammates sit with um, with Madve just to explain to him that this is not a good way to to start his journey in KHL because hey Madve you, you are only 17 years old and you choose to 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 rage speech with some some older guy in the in a professional hockey league in Russia mm-hmm. so since that moment Madve is very uh, most friendly with the guy and all all his former teammates at at, at uh, Ashley Sochi like him. He's a guy who always talk about hockey. Uh, he joke in the locker room. So the info 
uh, I receive is that he was a good teammate. Snake, what do you make of all this when you hear Anthony Martineau say that he spoke with one of Matvey Michkov's teammates who said that, uh, you know, early on as a 17-year-old, Michkov playing in the KHL with men, if the game wasn't going their way, this guy would stand up in the locker room and he would just go absolutely nuts and let everyone have it and try and pump up everyone, try and motivate everyone. Uh, but, uh, you know, usually young players like to tread very carefully, right? And it almost, it actually took a couple of veterans to say, hey, hold on a second, kid, take a step back. This is not the way you should go about it. What do you make of that? <laughs> it tells me that he he's very competitive and that he cares. And this is what you want. Because what, when I look at a player, I always wonder, how is he going to perform in the Stanley Cup Finals? You know, I, I don't care about an odd home game in January or February against uh, a weak team. I care about the first week of June. And I'm always thinking, is he competitive? This is the first thing that I look in a player. Of course, a guy has to have talent. But I, I like what Anthony said because it shows that the guy actually cares. And, and very often we read about this guy that he only cares about the number of goals that he scores. But if he cares about winning and losing, then means, you know, he's a good teammate. Does it, um, does it smell of ego though, Snake? And then Anthony, I'll give you a chance to answer too. Can, can that be mistaken with ego? Like when you say it shows that he's competitive and it shows that he cares, it's one way of looking at it. And there are others in the YouTube chat right now who are saying, well, maybe the kid's got a big ego. Is that possible? Um, Simon, do you want to start or do, do you want me to start? Well, well, I, I can start. I only have one thing to say. What if he has a big ego? It's hockey. You know, I he, don't... he's there to score goals. He's there to perform. So what if he has a big ego? You know, when you reach the NHL, if you have too big of an ego, there are veterans who will like, you know, tell you to basically sit down and shut up. So that's why I'm not concerned at all. He, he walks into the Canadian's dressing room uh, in 2026. He has a big ego. Who cares? Someone's going to take care of him. I don't see that as a big ego, personally. I, I see that more than like, uh, like he hates losing. And this year with Sochi, it was a very difficult year. Sochi was... Uh, the worst club in the KHL. And remember, Tony and Simon, uh, when you were 17 years old, you play sports, you're always losing. So I think his emotion we're talking at this moment. So I don't see that as a, 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 an ego demonstration. I see that as a, a winning desire demonstration. And... If he has, uh, if he have a little ego, what's the problem? He's a good hockey player. He wants to win. He knows that he's good, but the time will fly, and he will learn how to how to be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's a it, it's, it's a special way to explain this, but I very I very don't see a problem with Mandzukic's yeah. attitude right now. Anthony, if, if I'm not mistaken, you're as high on Michkov as Simo the Snake Boisvert is, who has Michkov at number two on his personal list. Uh, I believe you have him there very high as well, do you not? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's special because tomorrow I will publish my final ranking uh, before uh, before the draft uh, at uh, JC, uh, JC show. But I have Mishka very high too. He's a, he's a special player. He can score goals, but he's a, he's a very uh, smart player on the ice. You cut up for a second there. Yeah. Maybe we're going to get you back. He's in a hotel room right now. He's at the combine, mm. of course. We know the way hotel rooms are, right? The Wi-Fi isn't always stable, but I'm sure we'll get. We got okay. him back there. I'm no back. problem at all, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so you were saying you're going to get to your rankings tomorrow on GEC's uh, show on yeah. TVS Bar, which is going to be, by the way, the last show uh, before it takes a break for the summer, yeah. and then it will be back uh, in mid-September, uh, yeah. starting up again on a Monday. Uh, I think I had the date here. Do you have the date by any chance, Andy, when it's going to start back up? I might as well say the date. It's going to start back up on the 18th of September, if memory serves me well. All right. Okay. So now, Anthony, a couple of weeks ago, when you spoke with that coach at SCA, you also, on your Twitter feed, you put up a video of Michkov just doing some drills and doing his thing. We can we can tell the talent just watching. How did you get your hands on that video? By the way, had he up, was it uploaded somewhere? Uh, it's Daniel Buckner who sent me the video. So the this moment was with Daniel. So oh, I wow. think Daniel filmed all the all the the, the special practice Madrid uh, did, and uh, after that he uh, he. Uh, he used the video to promote the talent of the kid. But wow. what I was what I was uh, saying before the the bug is he jammed up again. Yeah. That's 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 okay. These are hotel rooms. Some of them have a limit on data and stuff like that, right? You got to just uh, it's technology. It is what it is. But why don't we do this? He's back. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the connection is very bad at the hotel. Yeah, you probably have to put yourself on data, Anthony. But continue. Yeah, yeah, Madvi can score goals, but he's a very smart player too. He saw things that is not anybody who's able to 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 see. He can make a pass when a, another player just threw the puck behind the defenseman. So he's he's a special player, and I don't I I really don't care about his small stature because this year he played against men, and he never seems to be intimidated against these guys. So. For me, he's a complete player. He can, he can learn to skate way better. I think his acceleration can be can be better. And Daniel Buckner tell me that too. So, but at large, he's a very, very, very special player. I think he can make the hundred points in the NHL in four or five years for sure. Wow, Anthony, we're gonna get to that video footage in just a second. It'll probably give you an opportunity to put yourself on data because I want to keep you around for another two minutes if I can, or three minutes, because you asked Kent Hughes a couple of questions. I yeah. believe it was you today regarding Michkov. I want to get to those questions and those answers, but let's take a look at the video of Matt K- Matvey Michkov. No problem. There we go. Snake, it looks like he's got a pretty good relationship with the puck, huh? <laughs> now the, the puck is glued to a stick. The puck is glued to a stick. That's Papa. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. So soft. So soft. We we usually, you know, in the past, we've seen like Alex Kovalev have videos kind of similar to this, right? And 
We know the talent, obviously, that he had. He's the kind of player that when he was in the mood to play, he was the best player on the ice. It's just he wasn't always in the mood to play. Um, but uh, the question. He, he was definitely a crowd pleaser, right? He was definitely, look at this. This is particularly hard, eh, Stink? Yeah, yeah. But those are just drills. I mean, you, you have to be able to do it in tight spaces in the NHL. But it's obviously talent-wise, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's pretty impressive. Look at the eye-hand coordination here. Uh, not too shabby. And I think he's going to be able to do it with a goalie and nets actually in practice. Look at that, the way he just passed. Look at this. Look at that. Did you, did you see that? Did you see how fast he came around and the goalie's like, what in the world is going on? Look at this. How can you pass on this guy, you know, really, at number five? Look at that. He just banked the puck off the goalie's back. Wow. Wow. That's really wow. All right, okay. Anthony, uh, let's get to a couple of questions and answers with Kent Hughes regarding Matt Vemichkov earlier today. Oui, c'est ça. Écoutez, euh, les joueurs ils ont un contrat pour trois ans dans le moment, dans le cas de Mishkov, mais ça n'arrête pas. C'est pas comme il n'est pas permis de le signer en Russie non plus. Puis on, on voit ça de temps en temps. Je pense qu'il y a d'autres joueurs qui ont été repêchés qui ont signé de nouveau des extensions. Alors c'est des, des inconnus. Ça fait peur un peu. Je ne dirais pas que ça nous fait peur. C'est tous des facteurs qu'on va mettre euh, en balance avant de prendre des décisions. Quand, comment tu décrirais le, le pool de gardiens disponibles cette année? Vous avez euh, exprimé des jeux. Non, non, let's. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need the question on the goalies. All right. Uh, so you, you asked him about his contract, Anthony, and uh, he talked about it. And then, you know, he, he also mentioned. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he can't re-sign in Russia. I mean, we've seen players do that as well, sign a contract in Russia and then re-sign. And then you came back and you said, does that scare you off? And he said, not, it's not that it scares us off, but it's just things that we have to take into consideration. Now, before I even tell you what I think of the way the answer sounded, when he was talking to you and he was giving you this answer, What were you thinking? Because every time Kent Hughes talks, like most general managers, they're trying to be diplomatic. But if you read between the lines, there's a message there that they're giving you. What yeah. was the message that you got? Because for me, uh, the message I got was pretty loud and clear, but I want to see if it's the same message as you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just want to just want to, to say that every time I talk with Kent, I... I perceive a lot of, he's an honest guy. He's an honest guy. And he, he, he's always talk about what he can talk about. <laughs> so what, my opinion is Matvey is a special player, but there is a lot of concern about his con contract situation. And this is normal because this, this is the reality. Matvey is in a position To, to sign another contract if this is what he wants. We don't even know what is going on, what, is going on, what will be going on in Russia since 2026. Uh, can't, can't see Matvey in person. Even if he say that, if, oh, I see Matvey on videos and it's okay. And 
it's not the same thing. And Simon can, I think Simon can, can relate about it. Yeah. Seeing a player in, in person or seeing a player in video is not the same thing. So a lot of questions about Matvey are not about his talent, more than about will he come at the right time for the Montreal Canadiens. And nobody can say, okay, he will come for sure in 2026. Nobody can say that at the moment and can't don't like that this is my opinion about this unless kent hughes is the best poker player in the world and (laughs) and and he has the ability to win every single big poker tournament that they play at playground all right It, it sounds like there's a lot of apprehension it sounds like there's a lot of concern the fact he hasn't seen him and bobrov hasn't seen him and gordon hasn't seen him play live they haven't seen him play in a couple of years. It leads me to believe that they're going to pass once again, unless he's the best poker player in the world. But, um, you know, you know, why would he be playing poker at the end of the day? The only thing his answers can do is maybe trying to influence other teams ahead of him to hear what Kent Hughes has to say so that it maybe might scare them off too and they pass. Snake, what do you make of it? I think he might be looking for an excuse not to take him. And the the excuse of the contract, like he could sign a second contract in Russia, uh, the, the, that that would be an excuse. And then if it doesn't happen in three years, well, it you know, it's... It doesn't happen, but they it, it is a legitimate say, concern, Snake. It is a legitimate concern. I mean, not I love for me, play- not for me, not, not for, for me. you, eh? No, I don't see Matty Michkov signing another contract in the KHL. I just don't see it. And, and like I say, okay, let's say you take a gamble on on Michkov at number five. Fine, you're gambling. Let's say, okay, just for argument's sake. Yeah, but isn't Will Smith? A gamble? What if Will Smith is just a middle of the line of player scoring 50 points a year? Let's say. Well, that's a gamble. He might be an 80-point player. He might be a 50-point player. We don't know. So Michkov com- comes well, or he, he doesn't he, come. If he comes, he might be a star. If he doesn't come, doesn't come. It, it's a different type of gamble. Yeah. But it's it, they're all gambles, except maybe Connor Bedard. Yeah, but I mean, we're, the, we're you, you just talk, you, Snake, you just talked about the different kind of gamble. One is, you know, you don't know how good Will Smith will be in the National Hockey no. League. The no. other gamble is you don't know if Matt Vimitrov will ever play in the National Hockey League. And so... Well, you know. I, I think the chances of Matt Vimitrov not playing in the National Hockey League are lower than Will Smith being just the middle of the lineup player. Anthony, before we let you go, Kent Hughes was asked about Will Smith, a player that he knows very well. He had a chance to coach him. He actually said that he texted Will Smith's parents after uh, the interview and said, man, this kid has really matured in the last two or three years. It's incredible how much they grow because the last time he was with them, uh, Will Smith was 15. He also talked about Ryan Leonard, and he said that Ryan Leonard, you watch the way he plays. He plays like the Kachuk brothers. He plays like Matthew Kachuk. He plays like Brady Kachuk. Uh, I, I don't know if you have the ability to actually, you know, uh, get a great read 
on people when they're talking about other people or whatever, but what was the read that you got? And were you able to get a read from Kent Hughes when he talked about Will Smith? When So, you know, the read that we got is that he's probably scared off from the Michkov situation. When yep. he talked about Will Smith and when he talked about Ryan Leonard, that his uh, eyes shine a little bit more for one than the other? I think he loved both, but I think Will Smith is his first choice if he's available for sure but i think he he put he, he put up the name of brady kitchuk for a reason i mean he perfectly knows that the the non-selection of brady kitchuk in 2018 is probably the most difficult part of the recent canadian history for the the, the montreal canadian fans so yeah in saying that Ryan Leonard remember him, Brady Ketchuk, he perfectly knows that he also talked to the Montreal Canadian fans. He, he, he loved the way Ryan played the game. He loved the way Will played the game. But I think Ken perceived the same thing that all of us. Will has a little bit more offensive upside than Ryan Leonard. But if Ryan is the... The, the player available outside the, the, the top four and Matvey is not an option. Ryan is a good, good, good option for Ken because he loves his, his character. He loves his ability to score some important goal. And this is my, this is my situation, Reed, but I think he loves both players. Anthony, uh, I so appreciate you coming on tonight because it was a very long day for you. A very tiring day. Uh, you were at it early this morning. I don't know how many players you interviewed. I don't know how many hours of footage, video footage that you have that you're still in your hotel room along with uh, your cameraman and you guys have to edit to get yeah. out there by tomorrow. So thank you for taking this time and for joining us. Your first time on the Sick Podcast. I enjoyed it very much. I hope you did too and I hope to have you again. Absolutely. I, I did that because you're my friend, Tony. Ah, I love you. And merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. C'est très apprécié. I love you too, my man. Thank you. Merci. merci All, right. All right. There you have it. Anthony Martineau. All right. Okay. Um, Will Smith, Ryan Leonard. You just heard what Anthony Martineau had to say. Uh, that uh, he, It's his gut feeling that, uh, that uh, Kent Hughes uh, prefers Will Smith would choose Will Smith if, if both were available, he would choose Will Smith over Ryan Leonard. Um, I personally think that Will Smith will not be there when the Canadians select. Uh, I don't think he will be. Depends on the Mitchkov situation because Mitchkov is the wild card. Let's face it. Yeah. I, 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 I think, I don't think Mitchkov's going in the top five. Okay. Really well, don't. if he's not going in the top five, it's going to be Will Smith or, or the top four, let's say it's going to be Will Smith. No, no, no. Will Smith's going to go in the, he's either going to go third or fourth. So, but exactly. will go first. Exactly. Fantilli will go second. Okay. Uh, e either Carlson or Will Smith will go third and the other guy will go fourth. Yeah. And then the Canadians will have an opportunity to draft Michkov at number five and they will pass. And they okay. will pass. Then, then what do you do? Uh, I, I like the defenseman Reinbacher. But again, I, I think it's... Uh... He talked about him today, but I don't know if we have the clip. Do we have the clip on Reinbacker? But he's a... Uh, he's, he's rated the top defenseman in the draft for a reason. He's uh, big. He, he defends very well. He's got a very mature defensive game. Uh, 
which often you see the reverse, right? Like that's the last part of a game to come. He's a efficient puck mover. So he's, he's a talented, talented prospect. He's the number one rated defenseman in the draft for a reason. He plays yeah. a very mature defensive game, which you don't usually see, but he does. And, um, you know, here's a guy who has really um, come on in the last month or so. Uh, if you ask independent scouts their opinion of Reinbacher, um, he's, he's, he's really come on. I mean, he's, uh, for some, he kind of reminds me of the, um, the situation when Iserman drafted um, Moritz Sider. Moritz Sider, what was yeah. that, eighth or something? And I think on most people's Six. list, he was Six. on sixth. And in most people's yeah. list, he was what, 17, 18 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. 15, 17, 20. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it remind you of that at all? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, also, maybe a little bit uh, Simon Nemitz last year, who went number two. Yeah. I, I think New Jersey's reasoning was that we're not sure about Logan Cooley. We're not sure about Shane Wright. So might as well take the defenseman who might not be a Norris trophy candidate, but at least we know he's probably a top two guy. Safe and pick. I think it's the same safe thing pick. with... Ru Pardon me? It's a safe pick. It's a very safe pick, but also a good pick. I, so I, think, I, Columbus, think, I think Columbus did the same with David Yurichek, who, by the way... That's another like, one. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Yurichek ends up being the best player in that draft. It's, I really wouldn't. It's, it's not impossible. He had a fantastic season for an 18-year-old in the... Um, uh, American Hockey League. And I with, think Ryan Bacher is... With, with Cleveland. A, picked up 38 points in 55 games. Exactly. He was yeah. very, very good. He was dominant, I would say, especially for his age. And uh, I love watching him this year. And I think with Ryan Bacher, we might see a similar profile, similar impact. I'm not seeing uh, the same player, but similar profile and impact. And this is the type of guy, let's say you give me the choice between Will Smith and Ryan Bacher. I take Ron Bacher because, first of all, the Canadians at some point, although a lot of people say they have great defensive prospects and everything, they do not have a real, genuine, top-two guy. And I think Ron Bacher can become that guy. Although, you know, maybe, uh, albeit not a, an Oilers Trophy candidate, but at least a top-two guy. So, whereas Will Smith... You don't see Caden Gooley as a first-pairing defenseman? Depends on what you mean by first-pairing defenseman. If you're talking about a guy who's going to play with a star as the number, as the the the, the stay-at-home guy on a pairing, perhaps. But if you rank them uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, I see on a championship team, I see Gooley more as a three or four on a championship team. You surprised because me, remember Mike. when you build a team, you win, you you go for the Stanley Cup. You don't go for being average. You go for the Stanley Cup. I'm always thinking Stanley Cup when I think I building that. teams. Yeah. yeah, you did surprise me with that though, uh, based on the season that Will Smith had with the U.S. National Development Program, that you would take Reinbacher over Will Smith. You surprised me with that because yeah, because you know what? Because I, I'm going to do the same reasoning as New Jersey did with Nemitz last year over Cooley. I love Cooley. But but I'm sure uh, uh, New Jersey was thinking, okay, how good can he be? I hear you. Whereas, you know, Simon Nemitz, top two guy. You, it's pretty 
carved in stone. But Simon hold, on a sec- hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to give you my gut feeling on this, okay? Yeah. And I don't know this for a fact because I'd have to speak with uh, all 32 teams in the National Hockey League, okay? My gut tells me that no team in the National Hockey League, if they were judging on talent, would pick Ryan Backer over Will Smith. That's what my gut tells me. And now, I agree with you. And okay. I agree with you. So now, to get back to your comment about New Jersey taking Simon Nemitz, New Jersey is not taking Simon Nemitz if the Canadians take Shane Wright at number one. Because I guarantee you, New Jersey at that point will take Uri Slavkowski at number two. They took Nemitz because they looked at the players that were there and they said, okay, we either take Cooley or we take Wright if we're not going with a D. But Cooley and Wright are both centermen, and we have Nico Hischer and we have Jack Hughes. We don't need a centerman right now. And that's why they took Nemitz. So, once again, I don't know this for a fact because I'd have to speak to all 32 teams in the National Hockey League, but I'd be willing to bet that no team would take Reinbacker over Will Smith. So when you just told me that you would take Reinbacker over Smith, you surprised me. I'm just, I'm just trying to to like ponder. Yeah, you know, in in, in baseball, you, you know the magazine Baseball America. There is yes. young players and everything. Yeah, and 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 they they have a system where they grade players on potential, and they also grade the percentage of chance that the guy reaches the potential. So Will Smith might have on a scale of one hundred. He might have a potential of 90, but his chances of reaching it might be 50-50. Whereas a guy like Ron Bacher, he might be a 70 on the 100 uh, scale, but is the chances of Ron Bacher reaching his potential is 70 on 100 potential is probably 90%. So what, so what, what do you take? I understand your way of thinking. It's uh, listen. It's uh, it's unique. What can I tell you? I uh, once I'll say this. Um, and you know what? If the Canadians end up drafting Ryan Bacher, then at that point you were right. Uh, I think that if Bedard goes first and Vantilli goes second, and Carlson and Smith in no particular order go three and four, I think the Canadians with the fifth picked, yeah, are are going to likely draft Leonard. Ooh, that's a reach. And if they're not going to draft Leonard, they're going to draft Benson. I think they're going to... What I'm getting at is I think they're going to draft an offensive player. That's what I'm getting at. Look, uh, uh, Zach Benson, uh, he's small, but he's probably... If he were like six foot tall, he'd be top four, top five guaranteed. He's very, very, very skilled. He's very exciting to watch. Uh-huh. I've been watching tons of Winnipeg Ice games over the last few years because they have a fantastic team, you know, full of prospects. Uh-huh. I love Zach Benson. But because of his physique, I don't know if he's worth being a top five pick. I have him, I don't remember, I have new ratings out. Uh, new rankings. He's in my top ten, but I don't know. I don't know. It's there's a big question mark. He's very small. 
And the Canadians already have small players. You can't have too many small players. You can have a few, that's fine, but you can't have too many small players. Look at Vegas and Florida right now. I don't see a lot of small players on the team. I understand. So you think they'll, uh, so, so at that point, like I said, but uh, yeah, Benson is small. You're right. He's not a big guy, but uh, you know, once again, I think they would pick Leonard at five. Okay. That, that unfortunately would be a reach because I don't see Leonard as uh, with, with a, with uh, an offensive potential comparable to uh, Kachuk's, let's say, or, you know, either Matthew or Brady, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Leonard as a tough guy, yes, uh, but more of a middle-of-the-lineup player. Do you choose a middle-of-the-lineup player at number five? Ouch. What's going on with Quinton Musty? Is he going to be in the top ten? No. Oh, my, well, my top ten, of course. Your top but, ten, of uh, course. Yeah, of course. But uh, Musty right now? I don't know anywhere between seventeen and seventeen and thirty, I would think. I and I don't at... understand why. I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah. So when that, did because, the... because the guy is a proven. Look. He, when are your final plays... rankings coming out exactly again? Oh, probably uh, a few days before uh, the draft. Uh, maybe around June twentieth or something. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much done now. I mean, I just need to watch a couple of more guys, you know, that I might switch around. But overall, it's 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 almost done now. Okay. And Musty, I can tell you right now, is going to be at number six because I'm going to have Ryan Bacher at number five. You're going to have Ryan Bacher at five, and you're going to have Quinton yeah. Musty at six. Yeah. Although I don't necessarily see Ryan Bacher as a Norris Trophy contender. I'm just going with the mathematical formula I told you about. Potential times percentage of chance of reaching that potential. To me, this is, this is my, my formula, let's say, to come up with rankings. This is uh, your recipe to the caramel bar. This is what, the, this is what it well, is. Well, it's the Baseball America recipe. I haven't invented anything. Baseball just... America recipe. Yeah, Baseball Quint- America Quinton recipe. Quinton Musty at number six. Yeah. No team in the National Hockey League has them in their top 10. Ah, who knows? Not we even don't in the know. top 15. Well, we don't know. Top 15, maybe. Maybe, maybe some of them. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe 12, 13, yeah. And most Look, uh, no one had Robert Thomas uh, in the top five. I had Robert Thomas at number five in 2017. He went 20. Yeah. I mean, this happens. I mean, if you look at the, uh, at the draft. Yeah, but if you go back and revisit that draft, do you think he's a top five pick? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I would take Makar, obviously, before him. I would take uh, Hiskanen. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Nico yeah. Hischer is in that draft. Yeah, I think there's a debate between Hischer and, and Thomas. I mean, so far, because you have to look at the, the, the whole career, not just the season. Hischer had a great season, but it there, was really there, his first great season. There's a debate between Hischer and Okay, there's a debate. I mean... Yeah, you can... Uh, Makar, Hiskanen... Uh, obviously are are above, you know, uh, because they're defensemen and they're workhorses. And Makar won the Norris Trophy. I had him number one. I still have him number one. But Robert Thomas, I mean, he's uh, he would be in the discussion for the top five. Nico Hischer is ahead of Robert Thomas. Miro Heiskinen is ahead of Robert Thomas. Kale Makar is ahead of Robert Thomas. Elias Pettersson is ahead of Robert Thomas. 
Martin Neshkash is ahead of Robert Thomas? No, 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 no. no okay. No, no, Nick Suzuki is no. ahead of Robert Thomas? You give me that? No. no. You don't no. have Nick Suzuki ahead of Robert Thomas? No. Wow. Robert Thomas is a heck of a player. You know, there's a reason why they why they gave him that eight million dollar contract. Oh no, no, that I know that he's a heck of a player. Yeah. He's a I know heck he's a heck, heck of, a of a player. Yeah, yeah. You got Josh Norris ahead of Robert Thomas? No, no. Yeah, I like Ott Josh Norris. Yeah, Jake Ottinger ahead of Robert Thomas. You see, that's a good question. It's a goalie. Yeah, uh, he's been impactful uh, the last year or so. I love Jake Ottinger. No, but you had him at number five. That's that's a pretty decent pick. That's a yeah. pretty decent pick to have a number yeah. five. Yeah. When I go so back that's why now I'm saying, and I look, and, and yeah, they had him at 20, and they drafted him at yeah. 20. got him at five. It's not bad. It's pretty that's good. That's what I mean. That's what I mean with Musty. Is he going to be the sixth, sixth best player in the draft? I don't know. But I have him at number six. And I, I do think one th I, I do know one thing. He's going to outplay his rank of selection. So let's say he's taken 25th. I'm sure he's going to be better than the 25th player in the draft. I'm sure if he's, he's he, he goes number 18, I sure he, he, he's going to be better than the 18 best players in the draft. That's what I'm telling you. Now, mm -hmm. is he going to be number six? I don't know. That's my ranking so far. You remember who went 39th eh, in the draft? Jason Robertson? Jason Robertson went 39th. Yeah. yeah. So you see? No, but imagine, Tony, my Zada Robert that in 2017, some guy goes on your show and he has in his top 10, Jake Ottinger, Robert Thomas, Jason Robertson, Josh, uh, Nor Josh, Norris. Josh Norris, Makar at number one. Okay, you. your, your, your comment section would have been flooded with insults. You would be getting torn apart. Like you... Anybody, anybody would be... Like you have been in the last half an hour. Yeah. I haven't read, but I'll have fun. No, no, don't, don't worry. Everyone has an opinion. Listen, I... Yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm used to it. Uh, uh, you, you should have seen the insults I got on Facebook when I said that uh, uh, Logan Mayu was, uh, was overrated. Yeah, well, it's Montreal. It's the wrong market to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I mean, it's okay. I can live with that. I, yeah. I'm just saying that it's very. It, it, people never revisit. You these win old some, drafts. you lose some. On some of them, you've yeah. been very good. On Quinn Hughes, you were excellent, yeah. right? On Quinn yeah. Hughes, you were excellent. On Valerie Nutrishkin, you were uh, terrible. So well, this is what it is. Terrible. I mean, let's just say he had. He no, had moments. It, he had moments, but they were very, very far and few between. I do agree. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. So, no, so what I'm saying is that anybody who would come up with a list that would be similar to the redraft that we're going to make in 10 years would be called crazy today. Because there will be a guy picked at number whatever, 31, 32, 37, who's going to be a star. And right now, if he were in anybody's top five list, that person would be called crazy. And that's what it is. Any any sport, any sport, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, any sport, this happens. So I once in a while, I'm going to have the odd player in the top 10 that nobody has. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But when I do it, I don't do it to get attention. I just do it because of what I see with my eyes. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to get it. You're already a popular, pretty popular guy. You don't need to, well, to put yourself you know, out there to get more attention. No, I, I don't need it. So, look, yeah. Quentin Musty. If I can, uh, if, I can if I can say this. <clears throat> yeah. So, 
the other day, right, when I, I had the, the, the Caulfield scoop that he was going to sign a seven or an eight-year deal, not more than $7.85 million, and I had it on Thursday, and then it came back yeah. on Friday. And then on Sunday night, I said, we're near the finish line. This is what the deal is. And then on Monday morning on BPM Sports, I said, I mean, don't be surprised if there's an announcement today. One hour later, the Canadians made the announcement, all right? Yeah. Over those couple of days, over those couple of days, the haters, the haters, uh, they were sending me messages that I was doing this and this and that and whatever, blah, 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 blah because I wanted attention. <laughs> like you, no, no, but you have to be stupid though to say something like that. Or no. But well, what? It, l- listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. I'm very, very proud to say, and I say it with a lot of pride and a lot of humility, that I've been doing this for over 20 years. Over 20 years. I don't know how many radio shows I did. I don't know how many hours of radio I did, how many television shows I did, how many hours of television I did, podcasting for the last two and a half years, uh, going pretty much four days a week since September, working weekends for the first 10 years. I have a pretty big social media following because everyone knows I'm pretty opinionated. I don't need to come out with a Caulfield, whatever, I, for attention or, or whatever. I, I came out with it because I did some digging. That's what was whispered in my ear. So I came out with it. I actually had everything to lose and very little to gain because even after breaking the story and having the scoop, the haters still hate me. So that's that's nothing's going to change, right? But if I would have got it wrong, they would have hated me even more, and others would have hated me. So nothing but to why, gain. Why, but I, I why were it, they frustrated? I did it because I, I got the information, and so I put it out there because I wanted to do a service to Montreal Canadiens fans and and whatever. So for those who are saying that you do what you do because you want extra, you don't need extra attention. You don't need the extra but wh- wh- why were fans f- fans frustrated about your coffee scoop because they thought that the amount was too low? No, just because it it, it was me, right? Uh, Tony, you don't know nothing, whatever. Ah, it's it's okay. not going to happen, right? You're just you're just <laughs> you're just throwing this out of you're just inventing this, right? You're just inventing okay. this, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, they said I was just inventing it, but then basically when I told them it was seven or eight, and it was eight, I'm just inventing it. When I said mm-hmm. it wouldn't be more than 7.85, and it was actually 7.85, I'm just mm-hmm. inventing it. When I said we're nearing the finish line 12 hours before, I'm just inventing it. And when 45 minutes before, I went on the radio and I said, don't be surprised if there's an announcement today. I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just inventing all this stuff. You get it? So listen, it's because gonna, you're opinionated. It's because you're opinionated. And, you're, you were and like, you're opinionated too. But if look, you were like Bob McKenzie, who basically never gives an opinion on anything, you would have been worshipped. And everyone would have taken that scoop and run with it. But since you're opinionated, then, you know, haters like to hate, like you said. Yeah, uh, Matthew Kachuk just tied up this game, by the way, with uh, just over yeah. two minutes to go in regulation. Matthew Kachuk yeah. got absolutely clobbered by uh, Keegan Colasar in period number one. And uh, he only made his way back to the bench about three and a half minutes into period number two. 
and now he's tied up this game. I mean, this game is a do-or-die game for the Florida Panthers, obviously. I mean, they lose this one. They go down 3 nothing. Scotty Bowman, once upon a time, said the most important game in the series is game three. Remember that when he said that? Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Joe's at the game, by the way. Send me a text message. He's there with his son. So I hope he's, uh, I hope he's enjoying it. A, uh, all I wanted to get, to get at was, was this, is that um, you're right. Um, every year, people have opinions. Some fans who are on YouTube Live right now, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, and they're, 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 they're tweeting or they're texting or whatever, they have all these opinions on all these players. The truth is a lot of people have never seen any of these players play. Yeah. Okay? And uh, and uh, you've seen quite a bit. Doesn't mean you're going to be right, and it doesn't mean you're going to be wrong. You're going to win mm-hmm. some, and you're going to lose some. And that's why exactly. I've always said, and I will always say, that the job of an amateur scout in sports is the most difficult job of any. I think it's tougher than being a GM. I think it's tough, tougher than being a TD. I think it's tougher than being a sporting director. I think it's tougher than being a president. I think it's 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 a little bit tougher than being a coach. Uh, I think the job of an amateur scout is the toughest job in sports. Yeah, and 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 the job of guys like you know Corey Pronman, Scott Wheeler, uh, Anthony uh, Santasantino. Yeah, all these guys who, who who come out with their rankings, Chris Peters, you name them. It's very, very, it's, it's a tough job too, because although, okay, the rankings don't matter in the sense that they're not going to lose their job like NHL scouts, but let's say in the NHL, you make a good pick, okay? Like, let's say Colorado took Kale McCarr at number four. Well, who, what I would really like to see is where was McCarr on the chief scouts list? Because we only see the pick, but do we see the whole list? Whereas these guys who make these rankings publicly, they're like showing everything. So it's always easy to pinpoint, oh, you had this guy at number 12 and he's uh, he bombed. And oh, you have this guy at uh, number 40, but he became a star and blah, blah, blah. So it's very, very hard. Whereas in the NHL, they got all, we, all you see is the picks. So you don't know if your chief scout is really good or lucky. Awesome podcast. Uh, I thought we were going to go for a short one tonight, to tell you the truth. I thought, you know what, give or take, it's going to be 30 minutes. As it turns out, it's we are, what, 30 seconds away from an hour because uh, it's it's almost, uh, yeah, it's, we're about 30 seconds away. So special thanks, uh, Simon the Snake Boisvert, for doing this. And you and I, I can tell you right now, we're going to be in touch before the uh, the draft, which goes on Wednesday, June 28th. And on Thursday, June 29, we'll talk to you soon, okay? I hope so. Bye, Tony. Merci, mon chum. Bye-bye. Quentin Musty. What a star of this guy. All right, okay. Once again, I, I really want to thank those uh, partners of ours who make the Sick Podcast possible. Um, I want to thank um, I want to thank Playground, uh, your premier gaming destination, open 24-7. Drinks are always free when you play. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, all of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Energy Transportation Group, Mike Cinquino, Sean Gerard, um, Dave Grassi. Uh, you run a fantastic, growing, dynamic, 
company, Energy Transportation Group, is being recognized by everyone, and that includes Deloitte, and that includes, you know, the Globe and Mail as a top-growing Canadian company two years in a row. The Geloso Beverage Group, Aldo Geloso, uh, Ted Ferrace and company, uh, thank you. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature, a winner of a dozen international awards. And uh, the lovely Pamela over at Murphy Clinic, who takes care of our skin and our laser hair removal. I've done uh, the uh, face. Uh, I still have more treatments to go. The armpits, the chest, and the legs already. And uh, fine technology where you can you hardly feel a thing. If, if I'm doing it and I'm chicken of everything... Uh, it's because it's pretty awesome. For Sammy and Yellow and Master Control, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for watching. If you like it, like it. Share it with your friends. Tell them about it. Tell them to subscribe to the, our YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, and if you're going to listen on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. That's our way of feeling the love. Overtime is coming up between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. The game is tied at two. Vegas is up two games to nothing. Florida wins this one in overtime. We got ourselves a series. They don't. Well, then you could pretty much hand over the Stanley Cup to the Vegas Golden Knights at that point. I can't wait to watch overtime. I know you can't as well. And that's why we'll break away right now. And uh, you'll be able to uh, get yourself a beverage. Make it a bit to TV. And get ready to watch the overtime which will start in less than 20 minutes time for Agnello and Sammy at master control. They're Cavalero. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.